to CRE Fast Five. I'm Carly Iacono, and tonight we are discussing multi-tenant retail investing. NetLease is currently very supply constrained and yields are historically low. This is making some investors reconsider multi-tenant retail because of the typically higher returns and potential upside. Also, some investors find security in having multiple tenants with various rollover dates in their leases which means a property is unlikely to be 100% vacant at any given time. So if you are considering investing in multi-tenant retail, tonight's episode will outline some considerations during your evaluation and due diligence periods. First on a high level, remember that as with most investing, risk and reward are inversely proportional. The yields on multi-tenant retail are often higher than that lease because there is more perceived risk in the deals. Now, risk can present itself in many ways, but the main categories we'll take a quick look at are the tenants, the lease terms, the expenses, and the management. Let's get started. Often many, if not all tenants, especially in neighborhood strip centers, are non-investment grade and have short-term leases. This can lead to high turnover and vacancy risk. Sometimes tenant turnover is a win if the space can be released at a higher rate, but that is not always the case. The credit or lack thereof of the tenant is correlated to the strength of your lease guarantee, or to put it simply, how likely you are to get paid if the tenant breaks their lease. The second consideration is a required capital investments for maintenance and improvements. Even if all your tenants are on triple net leases, roof and structural repairs Parking lot maintenance and HVAC repairs are usually still landlord responsibilities. Periodic updates to the facade and signage is usually on the landlord as well. And depending on the size of the shopping center, these can be very significant expenses. Now, if your tenants are on gross leases, all of the common area maintenance costs will fall to the landlord, which would include additional items like snow removal, lighting, landscaping, etc. In addition to the cost, there's a question of who actually does the work and manages the property. So if you're willing to take on the management or the work yourself, or you're willing to hire a reputable company for a fee, the benefits of investing in multi-tenant retail, such as the higher return and potential upside from filling vacancies or retenanting at higher rates could be a win. If you've decided that this is the right type of investment for you, here are four things to pay close attention to during your due diligence period. Now, I must remind you that I cannot give you legal advice, so please be sure to hire a reputable commercial real estate attorney to assist with your transaction. The first consideration is zoning. Analyze the property's zoning requirements and determine whether there is any non-compliance or non-conforming use. If the property is benefiting from any grandfathered-in protection, determine what restrictions will apply to any future alteration, expansion, or reconstruction. You don't want to buy a property with a vision, for example, to add a drive-through to your end cap, only to realize it's strictly prohibited in the zoning. The second area to pay close attention to is your title review. You and your attorney will need to review all related recorded documents, such as reciprocal easement agreements or REAs, access agreements and encroachment agreements, along with a thorough review of the covenants and conditions and restrictions or CCNRs, which could contain use restrictions, building restrictions, parking restrictions, access agreements, operating covenants, hidden maintenance obligations, and other restrictions and obligations that may affect your ownership interest and property value in the future. The third item to pay close attention to during due diligence 
are the common area maintenance or CAM obligation costs. You want to review any avail available reconciliation documents to see what is being reimbursed by the tenant and what is not. Also note any exceptions made for tenants or other parties and any agreements outside of the lease that could be difficult to absolve after closing. Finally, review the actual numbers for each expense, landscaping, electricity, etc., and see if the numbers seem reasonable to you. The fourth and final area we will touch on tonight is your lease review. Carefully review each lease to make sure that the rent and other terms match what is presented in the marketing package. Pay close attention to any rent concessions and tenant improvement funds that were promised and the timeline under which they are applicable. Also look for the existence of any co-tenancy requirements that if violated, would allow the tenant to reduce rent payments or stop paying rent altogether. Most leases with national tenants will have co-tenancy provisions, and this is something you definitely want to understand the nature of on the front end. Next, review the assignment and subletting provisions of each lease. There should be some restriction on to whom the lease can be assigned to if assignment is permitted at all. Similarly, subleasing is something you as a landlord will certainly want to say in and should not be open-ended. Remember, however, that leases are a balance of tenant and landlord needs and wants, so no document will ever be exactly what you want as the investor. The nature of much of due diligence in general is understanding the asset and figuring out what you can and cannot live with. So despite the relative complexity as compared to net lease, multi-tenant retail offers significant potential for high returns and long-term value, depending on the location and overall tenant mix. If this is something you would like help evaluating or you have a property you're contemplating selling, please give me a call. As always, thank you for tuning in. That was CRE Fast Five. I'm Carly Ayakono. I look forward to seeing you again next week.